Happy Easter, happy resurrection, everyone. It's a glorious day. Hopefully it's in your world. And if it isn't, I'm gonna invite my world into yours today. Cause I really believe we're gonna celebrate life to the fullest. And I'm so happy we could do this as a community. I think that's so awesome. We haven't always done that or I haven't chose to do that. I was a little more selfish cause like this morning, I did my first service with my church. Then we had Easter breakfast. Then I went to the other church and we had Easter celebration. Then I fast forward home and just made it in time. So I guess I can do all three. Ron Roth always says it's both and. So today I chose both and and I'm, it's a glory celebration. So, but I wanted to say, is, say hello to my presenters, Renee, Bobby and Dana. Are you there? Good morning, Padre. Happy Easter. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning, duets. Okay. <laughs> I love it. I'm so happy. And some of us are wearing our robes because it is a community celebration today. But I also want to say hello to all our community, those who are on right now. <laughs> we just want to just say celebrate you today because it's all about we're part of this family because it is about a coming together and celebrating the goodness of God. So I'm going to ask Renee first, what's Easter Sunday to you, if you have any preference or memory that works for you? Oh, yeah. To me, Easter, it's, yes, Christ is risen, but it's also, it's a reminder of God's love for us. And that is my favorite memory of getting up early and going to church and and celebrating that love that God has for each of us. And it's a love that knows no bounds. Mm, I love that. Endless. It's, it is it's endless. endless. Yes. Beautiful. I don't see your Tierra. Oh, <laughs> oh, sure. I can put that on for, Look there we go. That. She's celebrating. I'm ready her. for spring. <laughs> No, Jesus wore the crown and now he gave it to Monk Renee. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bless you. Beautiful. Bishop Bobby, how is you? What does this day mean to you? For me, it's a, a real obvious change of energy. You can feel so much enthusiasm and freshness in the air. And it's been after a very long period of tumult. So, it feels really good to me today. <laughs> Yay. Love it. So. I do too. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us. God and bless everybody. Thank you. And Bishop Dana. Hi, Padre. I'd have to say that I came from the pagan family. And <laughs> well, my dad was a veterinarian. So this, this yeah. was always the, and you came from a farm. This is always about the birth. It's about the coming alive. I grew up in Michigan. It'd be snowy. And we just start to see some flowers coming about. You know, I didn't have the baby chicks, but there were a lot of, I was always paying attention to the baby robins that were in the nests nearby. So I always felt this uplift. And because my family was science, we didn't ever go to church on Easter. It wasn't until I was an adult that I finally still went. But so that's the underlying happiness. It's just knowing that life is fresh and it's possible. Anything is possible. And I've learned how Jesus taught that his whole life. That's beautiful. I love everybody's different reality in a sense or experience, but we as a group are also experience something different today. I celebrate as, as a community, we're going to do communion at the end, 
but it's about celebrating life to the fullest. Ron Roth mm-hmm. always says, love is the key to it all. And Jesus died in order for us to experience that love here on earth and not wait until we transcend. So whatever form this is for you today, work with us in a sense, open up our hearts to the what it actually is experiencing is God's presence is just being revealed. Something doesn't work. That's okay. Just pass it on and just take the nuggets that are here. here. But I know this is a glorious day. So we're going to celebrate in the best way we know how. So Bishop Bobby, can I offer you to take our community in prayer? Absolutely. Hallelujah. 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 Happy Easter. Happy Passover. Happy spring. Happy New Year. The risen light is here. What glories we behold today, children of God, weaving our hearts as one, consciousness, coming together in celebration of life. Let us behold this light of lights, love without beginning or end, a renewal of faith. In all that has promise and hope, the spark of life which only knows itself as everlasting. Welcome, brothers and sisters. Let us breathe, dance, sing, and break bread together today. This is the day that the Lord has made. Amen. 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 Beautiful, Bishop Bobby. (gasps) Yes, we did experience Passover, Holy Week. These all matter in the spiritual realm. And whatever spiritual tradition you come from, Let's just prepare ourselves as we enter into this mystery. And the Holy Spirit picked four topics for our presenters to share each one. And the first one is Hope by Bishop Dana. So take it away, Dana. Thank you, Padre. Hi, everyone. If you'll pray with me today to understand where we're coming from, starting with the idea that God is offering us hope every single moment of every single day. And there's lower forms of hope, like I hope I win the lottery and I hope this person likes me. And there is a higher hope. And we get caught in the lower hopes that never come to fruition because they don't have the the commitment and the background in between it that takes us to that highest level where everything that's needed appears. So I'm going to take on a little tour of what I experienced as my experience with Jesus. And I see Easter as that possibility of a celebration of Jesus and more about his life and how he lived it, because how he lived it is the example of who and what we could be. Jesus had a miracle birth, of course, but I think that we could just set that aside for a second and realize he had to go through the same things that we did. And unlike me, he didn't shut down his innocence. He stayed true to his heart. That's very hard to do. Every little child is willing to point out the truth to the parents and the parents are saying, hey, you can't really do it. But he did that such that he went to the temple and understood the scriptures more than the the teachers that were teaching him because he could see through the illusions that we keep putting on that dampen and dampen hope more and more. And I think he carried that on. We don't really know what he did in between, but I like to imagine that he danced, that he played that he lived life to the fullest, that he was actually involved with everyone he could, and he gave, the, gave his best. But a moment comes in all of our lives, wherever it is, they were asked to show up for the real reason we're here. And it doesn't matter whether you're five or whether you're 85. There's a moment of reckoning where you realize, I need to face the truth of myself. And when he did, 
he knew he needed to be baptized. So he went to a crazy man in a water location, not really knowing what was going on. And as he made that opening and that full commitment of his heart that he had never shut down, Holy Spirit responded accordingly and invested him with the power to do all his great works, which we all can do, is what he said. Thus, from there, he showed us examples of how to be and how to live. For instance, he didn't create any barriers. He taught people of different persuasions, of different social economic statuses. He went across the border to teach to the bad people over there. He showed it was more important to give than to receive. And when he taught, he taught us ways to actually pay attention to, to life. And as he did that, he gave us the Beatitudes. He, he made everybody recognize no matter how poor or suffering or in pain that you were, that you could have a way of remembering if you would commit. He, he realized that it isn't just a matter of accomplishments. It's a matter of something different. It's a matter of inner choice. So no one is left out of this. Nobody is expelled, whether they're a terrorist or not. In there somewhere is something that can be changed, something that can be witnessed and something that can be healed. He gave us the, the, the principle of ethics about how we need to respond before we do anything anywhere in the world. Because everywhere is God. And if I got to see God in everything, then I need to treat everything as if it was God and if it was me. And this is something we forget just in the daily hello when we give a false hello. Hi, how are you doing? Instead of a real, hi, how are you doing? The golden rule is so precious as a way to, to go, but he went so much further. He wanted to show that service work is really important. It doesn't matter what the surface service work is, but he was an essential worker. He, he cut through any politics or anything, and he said, here's what's needed. So he went and treated lepers. Nobody would touch them. He went and dealt with the crippled and the blind. People just threw them to the side. He even went so far as to show us there's no limit where he could raise multiple people from the dead. Not everyone. It wasn't like this is a thing to do all the time, nor did he heal every single person that went by him. But he did show this is your number one job on the planet is to show up and help another. He taught us how to pray after being asked, Rabbi, teach us pray. And in his prayer, he gave us this wonderful version of communicating and talking with God. Translated in so many different languages over so much time, I'm not sure what it really originated with, but I love this version that's Aramaic directly to English. Oh, cosmic birther of all radiance and vibration, soften the ground of my being and carve out a space within me where your Holy Spirit can preside. Fill me with your creativity so that I may be empowered to bear the fruit of your mission. Let each of my actions bear fruit in accordance with your desire. Endow me with the wisdom to produce and to share what each being needs to grow and flourish. Untie all the tangled threads of my karma that keeps me stopped and fearful. As I release others from the entanglement of past mistakes they may have made on me. Do not let me be seduced by that which would divert me from my true purpose but illuminate the opportunities of the present moment so I may know you. For you are the ground and the fruitful vision, the birth power and fulfillment, as all is gathered and made whole once again within you, to you, and for you. And he showed us something that we overlook so often. 
we we can get into debates about when did he rise? Did he ascend directly into heaven? Did he live for a while? What he showed us that everybody was in doubt in at the time, and we are too. Consider your own death. Do you know where you're really going? Or do you have this background thing like, you know, I don't know if we just wink out and it's a black screen. He proved there is no death to the spirit. There is no death to the spirit. We may lose the car, but the driver is never gone. And that is the most important hope of all, that you never end. So therefore, every decision, when we think we end, you go, Mom, I, what I do doesn't matter. But when you realize you live forever, everything matters. Everything you think, everything you pray for, everything you want, everything you care for, every action, every thought, every step you take makes a difference. With that, he has shown us something incredible. He showed us a way of moving forward, and he showed us that it isn't special to him. The Gospel of Thomas, phrase one, number three, is Jesus, it always starts with quotes of what Jesus said. Jesus said, of those who lead, you say to you, see, the kingdom is in the sky. Then the birds will precede you. If they say to you, it is in the sea, then the fish will precede you. Rather, the kingdom of God is inside you, and it is outside you. When you come to know yourself in that way, then you will become known as that, and you will realize that it is you who are the son of a living father. You are a son of God. So he's kind of saying to us, if we allow ourselves to just constantly be led by someone who tells you where to find God, then you will always allow that thing to happen somewhere else. When he says that you finally realize that you, via the way he taught, the way he acted, the way he lived, and the way he committed to that example of carving out a space and allowing that Holy Spirit to fill him, the living presence of everything that exists around us, innate or alive, then you understand the game. And you are then a son of God, just as he. And he predicted that, most assuredly, I say to you, who does, who, whoever does this, who believes in this, who believes in me, the works that I do, he, she, they will also do, because God will limit nothing in terms of your ability to be here. But it means that we have to decide to be in that level of hope instead of choosing something else, hoping that it will come and rescue us and save us. Jesus never asked for anybody to save him. He never prayed in a way that led you to believe that he felt he was disempowered. Because the moment he made his commitment in his baptism, the reason that he didn't close his heart down as a child is because he knew that was the fullest you could be. And then what would happen is God would act through us. We, we have our desires. We have our preferences. But what happens is this overall drive comes through that says that would only harm another if you did that, or that would harm yourself if you did that. And then what comes is a, a natural compass that just takes you to the end point you always wanted to be in, love. Love and growth in that love, just finding no limit to what it can be. So that's the word of the day, hope that I can offer. Oh, my friend, 
Like mm -hmm. Yeshua, he was a great teacher. And what I just heard from you, Dana, was pure spirit. Congrats on that. I can see why the Holy Spirit elevated you in our community, because you're very clear at the message. First for yourself, own it for yourself. Mm -hmm. But then also what we have learned is share it with the heart. And what came through you is that resurrection spirit. So thank you, my friend. I love your one quote on the kingdom of God. It's within us and then also outside of mm -hmm. us. And it's so true. And I believe everyone who's listening to this conversation today is about breaking bread. In a sense, we're doing this together. We're entering into this presence together. And I already sense the Holy Spirit's doing her work right now in us and around us, changing that atmosphere. So kudos to you, my friend. Our next one is going to be Monk Renee, and hers is going to be on freedom, another choice that we all make every single day. So Renee. Good morning, everyone. Thank you. This Easter morning, it also represents for me this new growth, this new life, this promise fulfilled of freedom. Freedom that is the greatest gift that we receive on this Easter day. Jesus tells his followers in John chapter 8, the truth will set you free. The freedom that Jesus promises us on this Easter day involves us letting go of that which no longer serves us. We must look at those things that get in the way of our freedom. Jesus speaks of this freedom when he's talking to his disciples. He tells them to make my word your home and you will be my disciples. And when we can do this, when we can make our home in him, then we can truly see we are opening up to a greater understanding of this truth, the truth that Christ himself will set us free. We see this greater understanding with Jesus and Mary at the tomb. We know from the scriptures that Mary goes in the morning, it's before dawn, and she goes to the tomb and she finds that the stone has been rolled away. She goes and she gets the disciples and she comes back with them. They go in the tomb. They see the dressings that are on the floor. They see that he is not there. They don't understand yet what has happened. So they return home. But Mary, she stays. She is in deep grief for the loss of Jesus. And she stays at the tomb. There is a man that approaches her, a stranger. She's thinking he's the gardener. And he says to her, woman, why are you weeping? Who are you looking for? And her reply is, sir, if you have taken him away, tell me, where have you put him? And I will go and I will remove him. And his reply is, he says to her, Mary. He calls her by name. And in that moment, she turns around and she sees Jesus. She knows the promises of freedom are complete. She sees Jesus in his completeness. So this Easter morning, I encourage all of us this day of resurrection to stop and listen. Can we hear Jesus calling our name in the silence of our heart. Can we hear him calling us? 
Can we turn like Mary did, turn around and see him in his full freedom? We have celebrated Easter and Holy Week and the Passover. And as a reminder, Jesus declared, and also as the Israelites were getting ready to enter the promised land, there was this declaration that you will love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind on this Easter Sunday of freedom that is here for each of us to experience. We know that God is present here in this moment, here and now. We are complete in his freedom. I want to thank monk Christy Lavinia for allowing me to use this picture. For to me, it represents freedom. It represents that resurrection energy of new growth and new life. I love this quote and I wanted to share it with all of you. I saw the angel in the marble and carved until I set him free. And that is what Jesus has done for us on this Easter Sunday for each and every one of us. He has set us free. And so now let us take a moment. Let's listen. Let us stand at the tomb and hear our name being called. Hallelujah. 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 I'm so blessed. Thank you, Renee. What a magnificent presentation. The following with your their scripture quotes, your pictures, and then with this video. I love the one word that's, and we've heard this before in our retreats, is that song. God, I look to you where my health or health comes health. from. Health. Yeah. And it's like, that's it. It's, it hit my heart, brought us into this presence. So why don't we just take that time and receive the health of the Lord. It's his gift to you on this Easter Sunday, on this Passover. Receive that gift of health right now. Place your hand on your heart and just allow that supernatural, that resurrection power just to assimilate within us now. Come, Holy Spirit. Breathe upon us your presence, your gift of health today. In Yeshua's name. Amen. Thank you. Bless you. I think we're on a roll. Aren't you enjoying this? This is this is perfect. I'm, I'm in my element right now. <laughs> so our next presentation is going to be Bishop Bobby on resurrection. Welcome, Bobby. Thank you. Good morning. Happy Resurrection Sunday. <laughs> so we're going to start with uh, initiation and sacrifice, because you got to start somewhere. <laughs> so initiation and sacrifice it sounds so daunting, but it's actually pretty amazing. Our topic is, of course, resurrection. And as you can feel, this is actually about great spaciousness. It's about making space in our life. And it's where all that is binding is now released. It is now emancipated because that is the will of the divine in our life. And this reorganization, this realignment for humanity's sake is a fresh start, a new beginning, and a God consciousness. And that's something that we have to understand. God's consciousness defies the mind. It defies our, our burdens, our limitations, our pain, our suffering. It is so much more encompassing of the light. 
And what it really is about is giving and receiving. It's I love this little image at the top where the, the pilgrims in the street are wearing their masks and Jesus is, is encountering his mother and he's got a smile on his face and he's carrying this burden on his shoulder, but he's doing it with tremendous understanding of God's consciousness, that this life is all about taking the consciousness and bringing it into our life, taking root from a supernatural into the sublime and from a sublime into the minds and the hearts of those who are prepared through some kind of initiation, a torment, a tragedy, a suffering, or a, a profound teaching, a, a lesson. And it is really about receiving. It's really about reorganizing or reaffiliating with an everlasting love. It's not about pain and struggle. It's, it's really about preparation for a supreme consciousness. This is really about an everlasting love. It's truly about an everlasting love. That's what this day is about. Resurrection is about an everlasting love. This is a, a just a, a song that I really love. It's by this, this amazing artist named Chris Williamson, who was one of the pioneers of women's music, which is, an, she's a, a woman who had her own suffering. She she came out in uh, as a lesbian in the world. She had addiction. She had depression. And yet her heart was wide open and she gave us these profound songs. Open my eyes, what, what I may see, glimpses of truth thou hast for me. Open mine eyes, illuminate spirit divine. I really love the joy that she brings to her music. And really, resurrection is about true love. It's about friendship. I mean, the, this being the Christ, Jesus the Christ, he came into our hearts through the resurrection. He came as a light being. He came as an everlasting so that we could have coffee with our best friend and receive the therapy that our soul needs. And so I like to say this is my, one, my oneness, my oneness with the divine where I can share all. And this love and this light is everlasting. And it's from everlasting to everlasting source. So the source in me remembers the source in you. We know this song, Namaste, right? Namaste, Namaste, the Christ in me beholds the Christ in you. This is a, a, a favorite song in CLM. And this relationship of the resurrection helps us to find the hidden treasure. And St. Therese says, "My God, may God give us the grace to love him and to save souls for him. What does that even mean? Well, to me, it means that we open to love beyond our comfort zone or mere belief. It means that we open our heart to that which is in front of us. And the resurrection is the most recognized way to glean the attention of all that was chatter and to overtake the noise so that the soul rem remembers itself. It remembers itself anew, always in the present moment. It's not about the pain, the struggle, the past, the, the awful story. It's about the awe-filled reality of presence. It's about love. So once the soul incarnated into this physical realm, we, we, had, we came into a very dense mentality. And this creates division, it creates opposition, it creates distortion, it cre creates disease, it creates addiction, it creates decay. But the resurrection, this act alone defies all of these things, and it brings us back into love. 
And it brings us into our family time. It brings us, I mean, this CLM is my family and I'm so happy to be here with everybody. And it's where our heart can know rest and nourishment. You know, last night as I was ironing and preparing, I was feeling so connected and Prior to getting ready, it was more of a struggle. And then when I was actually getting ready for today, my my resurrection started last night and I went into just an, an ecstatic connection. And I'm just so loving that my family doesn't, I don't need to be with them in order to be part of them or to feel them. And the resurrection, you know, is two keys. Sri Bhagavan often talks about two keys and the two keys are, what are we willing to give up? Are we willing to sacrifice? Are we willing to grow? Are we willing to get out of our, our safety net and, and actually reach into something more? And the, rec- the resurrection unburdens the consciousness so that it may be remembered as a soul source from source, being revived whole and holy. And sometimes we have to fall in order to rise. I always have this reality. I often struggle a lot before I see the light, before I can really see the simplicity of the moment. I have, I get in my own way all the time. And so this is really about learning to surrender so that one can fly. And as Renee taught us, he knows me by name. I may be one of 99 sheep, but he knows me by name by name. And you, me, us, we all have been called into the heart of God today. There's just no one is exempt from this mystery. No one is exempt from the beauty and the love that's here. So once I was lost, but now I am found. And I love that Bishop Dane and I shared an, an image. We never talk in in pre- preparing. We know we just get our assignment and then we prepare. And I love that this is, it really speaks to our, our understanding of the mystery and our hearts being in oneness. The tomb, the death, the limitation, none of this can hold the light inside of itself. It must be released into the world. That is what this resurrection is all about. This is God's love and promise for all of us that this light will be available for everybody. Once was blind, but now I see, let there be light. And I love this omnism, the belief that no religion is truth, but that truth is found within all of them. And that's our job. Our job is really just to come into this life, go through whatever it is that we're going through, but remember to experience heaven. There is heaven available to us any moment we decide to just give up the struggle and to to open to the to seeing, as as Sri Bhagavan often tells us, to see is to be free. And we're going to celebrate today by in, in enjoying sacred bread and wine, and which is the one of the ways that we celebrate this mystery is through the communion or the mass. And we'll be doing that a little bit later. And I love hot cross buns. And, you know, I was thinking to myself, oh, I really wish I could find time to go get a hot cross bun to celebrate mass with. And a dear friend of mine brought me one yesterday. So we're going to be celebrating it with that today. And we need to open to receive. That's the whole reason for the communion mass. That's the whole reason for resurrection. That's the whole reason for spirituality. The mother realizes that she has to release her son to to really know the fullness of God's plan for his, her life. The son realizes that he has to be released into humanity to bring heaven to earth, go into the world, do what is needed, and 
the Christ or the, the Jesus, when he became the Christ, understood that the Christ grid was for all people. The Christ grid was to, for, to bring liberation, to bring liberty, and that it is for all beings. But for many of us, this is how we celebrate Easter. You know, I even made a little Easter basket for myself. And a dear friend of mine brought me an Easter basket yesterday, a little Easter bag with daffodils and treats. And it's just, it's a wonderful way of understanding the temple. The first level of the temple is celebration. It's everybody's welcome into the first level of the temple. We can all go up the temple into initiation and all these other places if we want to. But everyone, everyone is invited into the first level of, of the temple where we can celebrate life. And this is where most of us learn. And for me, when I was a little kid, I loved coloring eggs. And then I loved making deviled eggs. Take that, you know, we would do the egg hunt and all of that. And then we would, I would take the eggs and make deviled eggs with them. And the, I think it's really interesting that deviled eggs, right? Resurrection. And it's really, and you know, the, the mystery for me is it's really a liberation over the darkness. I often pray a lot and in my own way, it's, it's not everyone's style. It's, it's very raw and ragged sometimes. And, but it's, it's my masterclass. So <laughs> that's what resurrect, resurrection has done for me. And for all of us, it really is about transcendence. It's like, as Dana was teaching us in his talk, as Renee was guiding us to the light, it's really about transcendence. So resurrection for me is about transcendence. Thank you very much. God bless everybody. And everybody applauds. Yay, Bobby. You're beautiful, Bobby. Just beautiful. Are you aware of the teachings that are coming through today? Very clear, very precise, but very enlightened in a sense. To me, this is our retreat. I miss the physical, but in the spiritual, we are matching heart to heart as we listen, as we actually take it a little bit deeper as we go in this Resurrection Sunday. And I just love, Bobby, I love your, the, one of your quotes that says, the universe doesn't speak English, it speaks frequency. So let's put another word in there. Padre doesn't speak English, <laughs> he speaks frequency. And I believe that would be me, <laughs> for sure. Because sometimes whatever comes out of this mouth, you know, <laughs> it's, I call it the flow, but there's a frequency. But hopefully you feel this, because our frequency is in the heart. And the heart is, scripture says, eternity is placed in our heart. So once we go deeper, as we are today, in your home, in your relationships, that all of a sudden we feel God's presence, Yeshua's presence, Mary's presence, the light being, everybody who is celebrating in one accord, the oneness of God, is we are feeling that. I know in my home, <laughs> I, as I was preparing this morning, I was walking by the desk and I'm wearing my robes and I forget this. So as I'm wafting around, one of my beautiful bouquets ended up smashed in a thousand pieces on the floor. So it's still there because I clean it up later, but it's like, okay, God, still be broken. I still have to remind myself, be broken a million pieces because God wants to put me back together again for my next assignment just like yours. What is your next assignment with God? Have you heard? 
this is the profound time to listen to that heart that says, take this step. Because it says Christ with us, as Renee, as Dana, as Bobby all presented today. It's about the freedom. It's about the hope. It's about the resurrection power. Christ gave that to us at his resurrection, says, you can do greater than I can. So he empowered us by his promises, by his word. And as it goes forth, we go forth and step into that beautiful realm of presence. And miracles happen. Signs and wonders happen. To me, that's really what today is all about. My heart is full with that presence. There's one of my favorite quotes, as the whole scripture is. <laughs> Show me your glory in Exodus 33. To me, showing your glory is hosting the presence, allowing that presence, God's Shekinah glory to enter into our home, into our bodies. And for those who have experienced that, and I believe some of you have, I think it was in 2019, we were celebrating our closing, quote, mass communion at the fall retreat. And all of a sudden, our whole community went down to the floor. And there was wailing and gnashing of teeth because the glory of God just rested upon us. Unbeknownst to us, it, everybody experiences touch of heaven. That is show me your glory. And it shows up when we honor the presence, when we allow ourselves to enter into the grace that's available to each one of us. And I, I've always, I think I've waited like nine years for that to actually happen in a service with celebrating life with the retreat, because I've experienced it on my own and other retreats in my own personal journeys but never as a group as I was leading it. Not that I was the catalyst. Everybody was the catalyst, but the glory of God settled. And I really sense that same spirit is hovering today in your home, in your heart. It's stirring right now. And to me, this is what I go after. This is what I want to see in each person as I'm praying, as I'm communing, as I'm greeting. It's like today going to mass, I've seen a, a homeless person and it's like, just Lord, just show us her glory. Just show your glory to her. My heart is so wide open because I just want to bless the world because today is such a very special day. I love, here's another quote <laughs> when I talked about. He has made everything beautiful in his time. He has also set eternity in the human heart. Jesus came as a full human being but he showed us what eternity is like by healing the sick, by going outside the temple and teaching. He went to the common person, to the sick. He raised the dead. Lazarus, come forth. That's resurrection power. He did that before his own resurrection, showing us you and I both have that same power and authority because as we take on Christ, we become a new and living creature and by the spirit, by the, the flow of the heavenly realm, by the angels, that we, we too can see resurrection power and raise the dead. Bank account in the name of Jesus. These are just simple examples of grace that you and I are empowered to do. Well, maybe at this time, why don't we just, if you have a, a, an illness, a disease, a lack, speak to your mountain, Jesus said. So in the name of Jesus, every spirit of infirmity, I break its hold over these bodies, souls, 
in the name of Jesus, and I break its hold now. Come, Holy Spirit. Let your fire, let your glory be consumed, these bodies, our hearts, as we each connect to the glory of God. Thank you, God, for your living presence. Thank you, God, for your love. Here's another theme that Renee, Bobby, Dana, I know thee by name. God knows us by name. He's called each of us into his kingdom, which is here on earth, but it also is within here. And as we let go of our old nature and allow the kingdom blocks, the examples, the processes to happen in each of us, we become one. And when we become one, there's a power and a presence that comes with this. So as you've already heard Jesus whisper your name today, maybe you'll hear it in communion when you take communion or when you leave this program sitting in meditation. There's nothing so important as hearing your name. I remember, and you might've heard this before, when Ron Roth passed away, the one thing that I was craving for in my grieving was hearing my name, Paul, being called by Ron or anyone else. And so I went to kind of seclusion, but yet when I would go to church or visit my family, when they said my name, my, and my ears went up and going, oh, there it is. I forgot who I was. But hearing the Lord's call you by name today changes everything. He is risen. He is risen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Know my goodness and mercy. They're radiant with God's love. The people who knew you before you had your transi- transaction, transition from a being of darkness into light, our old nature, once we've had this, I call it born again experience, Kundalini experience, oneness experience, where it's night and day, people recognize the goodness in you, the mercy in you, because now we are walking with our creator. And it's in that place that we know that we know that we know that we're loved by God. Nothing better than you, Lord. There is nothing better than you. And each of us are experiencing that in this holy moment. As it prepares for our communion with the divine, with each other, as we prepare our hearts to enter eternity, what the scripture says, let's enter to this mystery. And as you bring your elements, the crackers, the bread, the wine, the water, whatever you might have, that it's in this, this holy place that we really enter into grace. And so I would ask Bishop Bobby if he would break bread with his communion this morning. The resurrection and the light. I call you now into this sacred family to bring your consciousness of liberation, to bring your essence, your peace, your salvation. You exist so that we may exist in fullness and in wholeness, in health, abundance, peace. You gave all that you have so that we may eat the bread of life. 
Jesus, I trust in you. Amen. We may receive the element of the bread. Takes my breath away. But only because Yeshua is breathing the Ruha, his holy breath into us. Filling us from darkness to light. We just celebrate you, God. We celebrate your essence. There is such power and passion and mercy in these elements today. To heal the sick. To heal thyroids. Cancer. Loneliness. Depression. Deliverance from drugs, from bad habits. It's this element of life that you have hold in your hand. In the Old Testament, Jesus, once a year during Passover, they brought up a precious lamb, a goat, but it had to be pure and offer it as a sacrifice. And that sacrifice had to kill the lamb, the, the goat. It had to shed the blood. That was one of the promises in the old scripture, in the Old Testament. So Jesus became the new lamb when he offered his body as a living sacrifice. And so even Jesus shed his own blood to bring perfection, healing. But in his state, he brought salvation and healing once and for all eternity so once we turn our lives over to christ the christed one the christ consciousness then we can receive eternity today and always and that means healing of the body healing of the relationship whatever you lack the blood heals and restores so we bless your elements come holy spirit in the spirit of Christ, in the spirit of love, in the spirit of compassion and mercy, come forth, imbue this water, this wine, with your holy essence, your holy word, your promise as brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. Listen, that still small voice, where he's calling us all by name. Receive this grace. Receive the element of the blood. The holy essence of Yeshua is here in your home and the angels come and assist each of us in entering to this place called the kingdom of heaven. I thank you, O Lord, our God, for great grace today. As our presenters now present healing prayers to our community, 
receive the word that goes forth for you, your family, your community, this world. So if I could ask Dana to offer prayers right now. God, come. Holy Spirit, come. Saints and angels, come. Jesus, come. Buddha, come. Fill us with your healing presence now. Fill us with the light and the truth and your love that we may see as you saw and as you see now. Be my center point so that we can no longer wander and be lost, always towards the things that we desire and away from you. Remind us where I am, where we are, and what we truly want. God, come. Heal these bodies. God, come. Heal the thoughts of pain and suffering. Holy Spirit, come. Heal the emotions that are pushing back and forth within me, within peoples, within nations. God, come and break up the hard seeds in our hearts. Help me learn these lessons so I do not repeat them. Help us learn to forgive one another. Help us learn to see you in each other instead of seeing an enemy. And come spread your healing grace across the land, across the water, in the atmosphere. Heal the damage that we've created through our cries of desire and our woes of discontent, our fighting, insecurity. Help us transcend. God, come, show us our service. Show how we can help another today. After this service of meeting together, show us how we can send a prayer to someone, how we can go out and do a good deed. Show us where we can really mean a hello and make a difference. You are our mantra. You are our experience, the light that guides us, the light that leads us. Thank you for your gifts. Thank you for your grace. And thank you for this holy day together. Amen. Amen. Such a sacred passage. When the Spirit leads each one of us in prayer for the world, for ourselves, that the angels and the saints manifest themselves. And I love that little instruction that Dana gave about be aware of how we can help one another today. We can be the light of Christ to one another. Even sometimes to ourselves that we need it. Monk Renee. We bless you, God. We bless you in this moment. We thank you for being with us. We thank you for opening our hearts, our eyes, to this everlasting love that you promised us on this day. May we receive the gifts of joy, of new life, of new love. May we receive your grace, your love, 
We thank you, all the angels and saints, the cloud of witnesses, the cloud of the unknowing, for being with us here in this moment. May we be blessed and restored to perfect health, perfect wholeness through this resurrection energy. May all be healed. May all be well here and now in this moment. Let us hear our name when we are called and let us respond. For this I pray. Amen. Amen. Yes. Hear all Israel, the Lord thy God is one. Let us all hear our name being called. And that calling could be talk to this person or pay for that meal or just give a lending hand support. It can be in the still small voice, your name with a direction. Just allow that resurrection power today. As Renee said, let it go forth. Let it bless us in its entirety. Bishop Bobby. Great compassionate light, which is the I am presence, Jesus, the being who is so present for us. Thank you for coming into our homes now. Thank you for coming into all of our communities. Thank you for reaching into the heavens to all of those that we love and hold so dear in our hearts. Thank you for releasing us from any bondage, misery, or restriction in any way. You are the emancipator. You are the promise. Thank you for being here. Thank you for the healing light that you are from everlasting to everlasting. I thank you, Lord. Amen. Beautiful promises of God. It's really my privilege of offering a closing prayer for this hour of power, hour of resurrection, yeah. um, celebrating God's goodness in your life and my life. And it just doesn't stop here. Hopefully it will be a, like an outpouring mm -hmm. of the living waters that can now will continue to pour forth in your portal, in your heart, and then overflow to the community. So I bless as well as you bless our president, vice president, and all the administrations that we continue to be led of, by a good people, by a person with heart, with mercy, with kindness. I thank you, O oh Lord, our God, for any situation in the world that we, the coronavirus, that it stop in the name of Yeshua, that we rise above mm -hmm. it, let the light of Christ illuminate within us, that we are protected, we are healed, we are restored. We walk in that eternal light in the kingdom of God. So no darkness nor disease will come upon us. I thank you, O Lord, our God, for that resurrection power that now also heals um, your finances. Those who are considering a divorce, let your glory now just become an anchor for each of the partners. And we just say, thank you, O Lord. Illuminate what the, it's in their hearts. Illuminate what's hurting then also illuminate the uh, compassion and the healing. I thank you, O oh Lord, our God, for anyone looking for a new job or a job. 
those who are have <laughs> going to set up for appointments to hear, let the let the Lord hear you get to hear the Lord's name and says, I called you and the new employer is going to talk to you about your name and it's going to reside within you. And you'll know that, you know, that this is a good partnership that God says yes. And amen to that new job. I thank you, O Lord, our God, for the wisdom that comes in our understanding. And as we step into this new season of grace, holy, 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 unto you, O Lord, our God. And why don't we just put both our hands on our ears because I really, I know it's, we don't hear here, we hear here, but it's symbolic of hearing the voice of the Lord. This portal, that resurrection power is available to each of us today. So let us still, that still small voice illuminate, become part of the universe that we live in. Come, kingdom of God, in your life, in your present situation. May the mercies of God, the tenderness of God, be who you are, an emulation of God's light and love. So I bless you, your holy encounters, um, today, tomorrow, next year. This is a glorious, this is a favorable year. We're coming out of darkness. Like 2020, that was our Good Friday. Now we venture into the resurrection, the Passover, the new beginnings, 2021. So now we're shifting. That energy is shifting, as Bobby said in the beginning, and we're opening up now to this divine grace for healing. So may the good Lord bless and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May his face turn toward you and grant you peace, shalom. And I bless you as your Padre, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Namaste, my friends. Happy Easter. Happy spring. Thank you, my presenters, Bishop Dana, Bishop Bobby, Renee, uh, my technical help, Ryan and Miriam, Mary Kay, who set this up and all our community who supports us, and you, our participants, for joining us today. It was a glorious resurrection. I think we're going to close with, we're going to go with, I am the Lord of the dance, because we want to celebrate. Mm. So God bless you. We'll get to see you next month, next year, whatever. <laughs> let's join in and celebrate today. Beautiful, Dana. Let's all dance together in the spirit till we see each other again. Namaste. Enjoy your Easter celebration, your baby dinner, lunch, Easter with everyone. God bless you. Love you all. <laughs>